Yesterday, we talked about potential areas of need for the Sun Devils in 2024. Today, we'll look at potential areas of strength for 2024 on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys as always for tuning in and a special shout out to the everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can get me at richiebrad 36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. As I said at the top of the show, yesterday was potential areas of need. Today is potential areas of strength. I have three positions highlighted. I only have one honorable mention. I feel like there was a lot more potential turnover, which is why I had five positions I highlighted yesterday. Today, we're only highlighting one honorable mention here. It was just really difficult because of how much you're going to potentially lose to have too many areas of like definitive strength. But nonetheless, the first spot for my honorable mention, the lone honorable mention, I should say, is the safety position. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be a bit subjective because we don't really know where these guys fit along the secondary right now. But there's a lot of freshmen that are coming in. And I mean a lot. There are six incoming freshmen on this Arizona State Sun Levels team. Keith Abney, Sean Russ, Josiah Cox, Lennox Lawson, Montana Warren, and Keontes Bradley are all coming in as freshmen for the team. All of them have some decent size too. Lennox Lawson is the only one of these six guys who is under six feet tall. He's five foot ten, which means he can be slot, right? Because it's lazy to do that. But all of these guys have some size. All of these guys have the potential to take over some, you know, some spots that are going to be vacated. Shamari Simmons is going to be a senior this year. He's gone. Uh, Chris Edmonds is going to be a senior this year. He's gone. Uh, Jordan Clark, who does play some free safety, some nickel, will be gone. He's a senior. There's going to be a lot of turnover here, and these freshmen are going to get plenty of opportunities. But it's not just about them. It's easy to forget that Isaiah Johnson is still here. Even though he's entered the transfer portal once for sure, I feel like it might have been twice, but once for sure decided to pull back out of the team or out of the out of the portal for himself. He's back. He's got an opportunity to start. RJ Reagan is a junior. He's been really good. Xavier Alford, one of the guys I'm most excited about for this year, is also going to be a redshirt junior. So we've got another potential season out of him. Same goes for Mason Williams, who's a redshirt junior. And then there's the potential for guys to come back. These are guys that I anticipate will probably jump to the pros, but we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Uh, well, I guess it's Roe Torrance and Ed Woods that I was looking at. Um, Alfonso Taylor definitely plays a little more uh, outside corner than he does safety. Um, yeah, outside of that, I, there's a lot of intriguing guys that will be coming back this upcoming, or for uh, 2024, I should say. And now I think about it, I think Mason Williams plays a little more corner too. But 
Alfred and um, who was I thinking? Yeah, I named corners by accident because I was looking at defensive backs. So I'll take back Isaiah Johnson and I'll take back RJ Reagan. Point is, there's a lot of young guys here who are going to be finding their way through the college ranks. Like they could end up being corners. They could end up being safeties. We'll wait and see because there's six guys to play around with and develop. Montana Warren is the guy who's been getting the most hype. We'll wait and see what he can end up doing. Now, let's hop into my top three potential strengths for the 2024 Sun Devils. We start with the defensive line, more particularly the edge rushers. Goodness gracious, there is a lot of really fun talent here. First of all, there's young kids. There are plenty of freshmen here, just like the defensive back position. There are um, three true freshmen. There is one, two, three redshirt freshmen. There is Clayton Smith, a redshirt sophomore, who I talk about routinely on this podcast. Garen Stansbury is also a redshirt sophomore, and obviously the redshirt sophomores could declare, but we'll wait and see. BJ Green, who has emerged as an absolute terror off the edge, is another guy to monitor. He is a true junior. He could come back for a senior year. We'll wait and see what happens. Bottom line, it's all about the young talent here. There's a lot of intrigue here. Ashley Williams, one of the incoming freshmen, is going to be super like I'm I'm going to be keeping my eye on him as a six foot five, 225 pound edge rusher. There's a lot of room for him to grow. I feel like he was one of the guys that didn't get as much hype during spring ball, but looked good during spring ball. Plus his name's Ashley Williams. Come on. Where are my evil dead fans at? Ashley Williams. All I'm saying, every time he gets a sack, the only thing I'm going to think is groovy. Hopefully you guys understand. I know that's kind of obscure. I don't know. Anyway, there's more guys though. There's incoming freshman Landon Thomas. There's um, there's redshirt freshman Samuel Benjamin. There's redshirt freshman Tristan Monday. Although I think Monday could get some work inside as a 276 pounder and no depth on the defensive interior. Nonetheless, he could get some opportunities. Uh, Blazon Lana Wong is another dude at 6'4", 270, who could get work inside. We'll wait and see what ends up happening because it's definitely a position of need. And then, you know, some of the returning guys. I already talked about Clayton Smith, who's coming in, but some of the returning guys, like Garen Stansbury is another really underrated guy. Uh, he was able to generate pressure pretty effectively last year, even for a Sun Devils team that just was not good at getting home to the quarterback. I look at this team. I look at all the young guys, all the youth, and then the potential for some very talented guys to come back. Again, even though Clayton Smith is a redshirt sophomore, if he puts up 10 sacks this year, he might think about the NFL. If he doesn't, then that just means he gets to come back for another year and continue developing, and that's what we're here for. BJ Green, who knows what's going to happen with him because the NFL is going to look at him as undersized. But if he dominates and he decides to come back for 2024, there's a certified senior. There's a certified stud on the edge rushing group. There's a lot of youth here. That's the primary reason why they are my number three spot. I I really had a hard time with these top three. And as we get into the next two, I'll tell you right now, I feel like you could put any of these guys very interchangeable in the order that you want. This is the order I went with. This is why I have 
the defensive end spot as my number eight potential position of strength for the 2024 Arizona State Sun Devils. Guys, I've talked about them time after time, and I got to talk about them again right now. If you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want the sugar and calories, you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then I've got just the thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy, taste amazing. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You heard me right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors too, like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, and more. I don't know how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is they're healthy. It's just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around and get your box from Built.com. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get those specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. You heard me right. Go to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff, you can thank me later. Get yourself a great tasting protein bar. Get yourself the difference with Built Bar. You got to try this. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Special shout out to my everydayers that are here every day. On tomorrow's edition of the podcast, I teased yesterday about talking more about, uh, 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 is it Jordan Hudson? I want to say it's Jordan Hudson. Tyson, darn it. I can't, I can't remember who Jordan Hudson is. Anyway. Jordan Tyson coming in. We got to talk about this receiver position and how this could potentially be a historic wide receiver room for the Sun Devils. Tune in tomorrow for us to talk about that a little bit more. Back into the conversation, going to my number two potential strength for the team in 2024. This was initially my number one, and it ended up turning into my number two because of recent events, if that doesn't spoil what number one is. Number two for me is the quarterback position. What makes this position so good? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's about not just depth here, not just potential, but the youth. Because there's a lot of youth at this quarterback position right now. It obviously starts with Jaden Rashada, the dude who is the absolute pinnacle of this incoming recruiting class. He's at the top. He was sometimes a five-star, more often than not, a really, really high-end four-star recruit. He originally committed to Florida. He was being pursued by all sorts of schools. Florida State, he was being pursued by Oregon, I believe. Uh, Miami was in really hot on him. And after decommitting to Florida, he decided to come to Arizona State. And he is absolutely the future of the position. I don't know what happens in 2023, but... Wouldn't be surprised if he was a starter at some point, let alone week one. I wouldn't rule it out. The pure talent, athleticism, and God-given abilities that this kid has make him one of the most exciting quarterback prospects we've had since Jaden Daniels was as a rookie. And even before that, I mean, I can't remember the last time there was a quarterback with this much hype, if you ignore Daniels. Daniels, obviously, very hyped up. Daniels, another really high four-star kid. 
besides those two, I can't think of very many quarterbacks that have drawn this much attention to the program. Uh, Jaden Rashada, absolutely the future here, but it's also about the depth too. This year they're going in with four guys on the roster right now, including Trenton Borgay, uh, the aforementioned Rashada, uh, Drew Pine, and Jacob Conover. Those are the four guys on the official team website. I believe everybody else transferred out. I could be wrong. I'm just looking at the team's website right now. But between those four, there's a lot of depth for this season. Trenton Borgay is in his final year. He will be gone after this year. But you could still return Conover and Pine to continue a quarterback converse, uh, conversation competition that's going to be very intense this year, let alone next year as well. When you have competition, you have the classic rule of iron sharpens iron. And I think that these guys are going to be able to make each other better. I don't think it's about who starts moving forward, at least for 2023. I don't think it's about who starts. I think it's about getting everybody to the best of their abilities to be able to compete uh, every Saturday, sometimes Fridays, whatever have you. Like, I think that's the biggest focus for this year. But looking at the 2024, like what we're talking about, the future is incredibly bright with Jaden Rashada. And I just have a really hard time believing that he is going to be set up for failure when there's so much surrounding him to be able to continue developing, whether it's the weapons he has, whether it's the the guys are going to bring in recruiting, whether it's working with Bo Baldwin and working with Kenny Dillingham. There's a lot here to set up Rashada for success. And that's the reason why they're my number two spot is mainly Jaden Rashada. But again, let's say Rashada doesn't work out, but Drew Pine fits in this offense well. Well, that's great news. That means that you still have a quarterback. You know, the lazy comparison for Drew Pine has been, you know, oh, he's the Bo Nix for the uh, for Kenny Dillingham Sun Devils because he's an undersized white quarterback who can move around a little bit. Like, it's a bad stereotype. But in the same sense, I mean, this is also a guy who can move around. He can run the game effectively. He's not some game breaker. It's not like he's a dynamic runner. It's not like he's got the biggest arm in the world, the way that Bo Nix is both of those things. But he can still run an effective enough offense in the way that Kenny Dillingham likes to orchestrate his offenses. That justifies uh, many believing that this could be a similar situation. So if he ends up returning in 2024, well, then you've got your quarterback, man. And then if all else fails... Jacob Conover is a local kid who grew up in the Valley and played high school out in the Valley and was a four-star recruit. He goes to, uh, I think it was BYU. Yeah, it was BYU. And then decides to transfer back home when all this new opportunity came up for these, for these Valley kids to return home. Like so many of the transfers that Arizona state brought in were kids that played in the Valley of Arizona. Like it's not a coincidence. And then, you know, that turns into the whole factor of, well, Jacob Conover is the hometown kid and he's the savior of this team. Like between those three alone, you have to be really excited about the future here. And there's obviously plenty more time for the Sun Devils to continue adding talent as well. And I'll tell you right now, Kenny Dillingham is going to be able to recruit quarterbacks. He brought Dante Moore to Oregon when he was there. He helped to get Jordan Travis to Florida State when he was over there. Like he is really really, really good at working with quarterbacks. This past year at Oregon, he took a struggling Bo Nix and turned him into a Heisman front runner and a guy who is now getting NFL hype 
after it felt like he was never going to sniff the pros. Kenny Dillingham knows how to work with quarterbacks. And because of that, they're my number two spot. They were originally my number one. But again, like I said, they were recently edged out because of recent developments. In case you guys didn't catch me earlier, make sure that you tune in tomorrow for a Locked On podcast episode talking specifically about the wide receiver position and why this could be a historic group. Thank you guys for tuning in. Special thanks to my everydayers. Thank you guys. All right. Number one, if you didn't guess it. If you didn't guess it before you clicked on this video, let alone as this podcast has gone on, it's the wide receiver spot. To me, it's not really too much of a debate anymore. I think, like I said, initially my wide receiver spot was number two, but now it is my number one spot. And the biggest factor to change that for me was Jordan Tyson. Jordan Tyson is going to be a, uh, he's, he's not a redshirt freshman. I believe he will be going into his sophomore year. He might be a redshirt freshman. Uh, thankfully, ESPN doesn't tell me, and he's not on Arizona State's official roster yet. So regardless, he'll be going into his sophomore year. And what he did last year with, the, if we can call a spade a spade, awful quarterback play at Colorado, just one of the worst quarterback situations in the entire country. And Jordan Tyson still managed to put up 470 yards and four touchdowns while averaging a whopping 21.4 yards per carry. This dude is a certified animal. And now he's coming to Arizona State with at least two more years of eligibility or uh, two more years before he can go pro is what I mean. He's got his uh, sophomore year and his junior year, and then he can head out, right? The dynamic athleticism that he brings is going to be an instant impact this year. I had mentioned yesterday on the podcast that we weren't really too sure uh, regarding his availability for the upcoming year because of a surgery he had on a leg injury last year. Uh, I got word that it sounds like he's going to be good to go for uh, fall camp. And if that's true, then oh my goodness. That's the reason why Friday's episode exists is because of that possibility. But obviously, it's not just about Tyson. It's about some of the other guys who could be back. I think it's safe to assume that Elijah Badger will be departing for the pros uh, following the conclusion of the 2023 season should he not dominate. However, it's also a possibility that if he if he just repeats what he did this past year, that he does come back to Arizona State to better his stock, go for his senior year, and then have the potential to go to the Reese's Senior Bowl, make his name known to get to the NFL Combine, all that sort of stuff. But I, for now, am going to operate with he will be gone. He still have Jordan Tyson coming back. You still potentially have Xavier Guillory coming back. He's going to be your number two receiver this year. And again, short of him, just like absolutely exploding for like 1400 yards. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't come back for your redshirt senior year, just to benefit yourself as much as possible. Prove that you're not a product of Idaho state and that you can be a product of power five football. You have Jake Smith as a redshirt junior. You've got um, Troy O'Mare as a redshirt junior. He transferred to this program. He looked very good throughout spring practice. Don't let and very okay, if not sort of below average uh, spring game deter you from understanding that he's a very, very talented receiver. They had a few guys coming in as freshmen. They've got 
um, particularly Patrick Williams, the second is the redshirt freshman, and they brought in uh, uh, Tariq Black is or Kayla Black is who I'm thinking. Uh, Kayla Black, Corbin Hendricks are their two guys that they brought in. They're going to be recruiting heavy wide receiver next year. They're already doing their research, and one of the final factors that points into the re- in the direction of this wide receiver group being potentially the number one position on the team next year has to be Rashad Samples. Rashad Samples, the wide receiver coach, is bringing in so many guys to this program. And it is irresponsible to ignore what he's doing right now. The faces he's brought in already between Omer, Jake Smith, and uh, Xavier Guillory, bringing in those guys. Now he brought in Jordan Tyson. They have rebuilt this receiver room and not just rebuilt it, these are guys who could be back next year. Like it's not like these are like a, a one and done kind of kind of players here. No, these guys could return next year with the experience of working with Dillingham and Samples and Baldwin and the quarterbacks, and they would have a, a chance to dominate in 2024. I think that this year is going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult to separate yourself unless your name is Elijah Badger. There is not going to be any responsibility to get these guys a set amount of reps. As much as I talk about Guillory, like he could be a backup here and like hardly see the field. Uh, Giovanni Sanders is the uh, rain, not the reigning, the returning redshirt senior this year. He has the potential to get a lot of game time. He also could be buried on this depth chart. And that's the situation you find yourself in 2023 alone. 2024 with with so much youth here and the potential to attack the 2023 uh, or 2024 recruiting class and bring in more top end receivers to this program. It's it is absurd what they feel they're able to accomplish, what we have seen they're able to accomplish. This doesn't even feel like projection, honestly. This feels like we're just looking and understanding the situation that Arizona state is making their name right now in the wide receiver community for these young kids that are looking to make and get their footing in the, in the collegiate ranks, Arizona state looks like they're about to be a very, very good wide receiver college. Maybe this is the part I'm crazy about. I'll totally own it. Maybe wide receiver, you, but we will save that conversation for tomorrow's episode of the podcast. So wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update whenever you get new podcasts. And of course, follow me on Twitter, RichieBrads36, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let me know who do you think is going to be a big standout this year? Who do you think is going to be in- incredibly important next year? What position do you think is going to be the biggest, uh, biggest area of strength for the Sun Devils in 2024? Is it a recruit? Is it a returning guy? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Drop it in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.